Welcome to Craft Talk. I'm your host, Drew Krevlin, and today I will be interviewing my father, Jonathan Krevlin. Growing up in New Haven, Connecticut, my father always wanted to do something successful and loved making jokes. He went to Yale for art and history, but somehow from that, he realized he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I am profiling my dad because he had a very interesting life and has gone through many different experiences that most people have not. The main accomplishments of his life is that he has had many different jobs, starting from being a stand-up comedian to creating his own advertising company. The most recently starting his own company, now called Crev Worldwide, based in Detroit, Michigan. Today I am with my father, Jonathan Crevlin. Thank you for joining me today. How, how are you? You don't have to call me Jonathan. You could just call me dad. Or your favorite person in the whole world. I'm good. How are you, Drew? I'm good. Um, you look great, by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to start this off with basically capturing your life, your biggest achievements, and everything you've gone through and start all, all off. Like, now I just that I'm interject a, for a second. You are the biggest achievement I've, thanks, in my life. Thanks. I just want to say that. Anyway, continue. Now that I am a uh, senior in high school and I know what it's like to go through school, I want to know what it was like for you as um, a senior in high school growing up in New Haven, Connecticut, and the college process for you and where you ended up and how that really set up the rest of your career. Well, growing up, I wasn't easy growing up, primarily because my mom's name was Evelyn Crevelin. So that was a huge challenge I had to overcome, but it, it did help me focus on schoolwork. And, you know, as you mentioned, growing up in New Haven, Yale was right 20, 20 minutes away from where I grew up. Um, and I'm still not sure how I got in, but thankfully my, my dad and my brother had gone there as well. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, I'm still not sure how I got in, but it was an amazing education, kind of a weird place. Um, and it taught me how to think, but, um, it, I had no idea what I was going to do with the rest of my life when, when I got out of there. So at Yale, what, what was your major? Um, I went into it thinking of doing art. I was, I used to paint and do things like that, but then I realized I had to make money. My parents wanted me to be a lawyer. Um, and somehow I ended up as an art history major. And I know after, um, Yale, you were a stand-up comedian. How did an art history major lead you to being a stand-up comedian? Well, as we know, you don't really make much money in stand-up comedy, but you still make more than you would in art history. (laughs) So, um... Actually, to be totally honest with you, I mean, I would always like to be funny and get attention that way. Um, and that was kind of my release. But my my brother actually signed me up for open mic one night at a Santa place because he said, you think you're so funny and you could do this. So I've signed you up for it. And I had to do it. And I got a laugh. It was very hard the first time, though. It was almost like jumping out of a plane. But I started to, um, you know, do it. I did some improv and then doing stand-up, it's really, it's like you're kind of by yourself up there. And um, it's, I don't mind um, embarrassing myself in public, though. So it kind of lent itself to that, my personality. Do you have any uh, crazy stories from that? Or have you worked with anyone back then that now ended up being famous from comedy? Yeah, actually, I oddly know a lot of people. I actually worked at, with Chris Rock when he was at the lowest point in his career. And he gave us a speech about how to make it in stand-up when he was not making it. But I always knew he was good. I mean, I knew um, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. I actually ended up going into advertising and did a commercial with him as well. I was friends with Artie Lang. Uh, Jeff Ross, John Stewart was another guy that performed with me. And uh, 
Louis C.K., a lot of guys, and Jim Gaffigan I knew very well. We were both in advertising during the day and did stand-up at night. That's pretty cool. Um, earlier you said you went into advertising, which obviously I know. How, what made you go make the switch from a comedian to advertising? I actually didn't even have the guts to switch because I, they overlapped. But I quickly, you know, with my Yale education, I quickly realized with advertising I could actually make some money as opposed to stand-up. So just to uh, pay for my rent, I started doing advertising, um, which still, I'm not even sure how I got into that too because that's not an easy thing to get into. But because I could draw, I was able to create my own spec ads and I just started knocking on doors back then before the, uh, it's a little bit easier now with, with what you can do with computers and the internet in terms of putting together work and getting jobs. But I, um, you know, I, I, I did them both. I did advertising during the day and stand up at night. And, but then when I met your mother and, uh, started a family, the, the standup just kind of fell away because the advertising was, um, you know, it was, it's creatively fulfilling, but it's still a business where you make money and it just seemed more practical. Yeah. Obviously, um, what, the first thing I remember of your career in advertising is when I was like five years old, uh, I remember you doing a commercial with Derek Jeter and you brought me in and I got to take a picture with him and meet him. Do you have any cool stories with like other celebrities besides, or Derek Jeter, like the coolest moments you've had in advertising? Well, actually, one of the funniest moments I had in advertising involved you, which I'm not even sure if you're aware of, but I used to run Domino's Pizza as an account. And um, I think I told you that when you were little and you thought I worked, I said, I, th I think I probably said I worked for Domino's and you thought I worked at Domino's as a delivery guy. Yeah, I also thought, I also <laughs> thought when you told me you worked for Gillette that you worked for shaving, the actual shaving company. Well, in that case, I did. No, I'm kidding. Um... Th those are those are funny personal stories, but in terms of famous people, yeah, Derek Jeter, I got to know pretty well. Roger Federer, Tiger Woods, who I caught screwing around. But anyway, um, and I actually worked with Donald Trump too on Domino's. Oh yeah, um, you that, saw you were in his apartment, right? I was in his office and his apartment, and my favorite part was he wouldn't let our makeup people go near him because he didn't want anyone to know that his hair was fake, so he had his own people, but. <laughs> I actually, he was, he was really hard to work with. Surprise. Um, but I was able to get along with him, oddly. Um, who else? Uh, a lot of, you know, Aaron Donald, Clay Matthews, um, you know, what about, OJ Simpson. Remember that story? Yeah. <laughs> what about the uh, Evan Longoria video that is still going viral today that I see on my Instagram feed every two months, I would say. Well, thank you for bringing that up. I, you know, I don't even know if you know this. I was actually tried to do that with Jeter. But Jeter was too busy, and Evan Longoria was a good guy. I was friends with him. He was the uh, third baseman for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. But this is the, when people started doing viral videos, which was kind of a cutting-edge thing. And, you know, what's interesting is the whole idea was Gillette just to, was marketing to older men, putting everything on, on football games, ESPN, and nothing innovative, no way to get young people. So my question was how to make it re make the brand relevant in uh, to younger people or even culturally relevant. So I literally had this I, funny I well it was a cool idea where we do this stunt where it looked like Evan Longoria was batting practice and a, the reporter was about to get hit in the head with a baseball and he caught it really quickly. But it was all we did it all with CGI afterward and. Um, no one really wanted us to do it, but we squeeze in at the end of a shoot 
And we came back with this footage and put it together. And we were like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. We put it online. It went through the roof. Millions of hits. Everybody loved it. And the funniest part was because Gillette's PR people weren't behind it and they didn't understand it, they constantly kept taking it down. And this was, what, 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago. And it's still, to this day, showing up online. It keeps popping up. On all the posts I see, everyone's trying to debate if it's real or fake. And I'm like the only... I look through all the comments. I'm the only one that actually knows the answer. And (laughs) I don't know if we could tell anybody. Don't tell. Don't tell. I know it was fake. (laughs) But it's crazy seeing all the people that think it's real. And Evelyn Gloria made this insane catch saving a reporter. Uh, But going after that. So now that you've done all these things, what, what are you doing now with advertisers? Um, I'm sitting in, in, with you right now. No, uh, in advertising. So I've worked at a lot of different agencies in New York. Uh, about five years ago, I went out to Detroit. Uh, and right now, I'm actually, I've, I've worked for a lot of people over the years. And now I'm trying to do it on my own. I'm getting a little bit entrepreneurial and doing my own thing. Um, and uh, we'll keep you posted. But we're starting to get some clients and getting some work. And I'm very excited about it. Wow, that's, yeah, that sounds that's good. That's my I, phase too. Excited to see how it happens. I know it's called Crev Worldwide, which is pretty cool because it has my name in it also. That's right. Well, I, I have to, I'll give you a, a royalty fee on it. <laughs> Maybe someday you could work for me. That would be great. Work with yeah. me. Sorry, yeah, that was bad. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me today and telling everyone your, your crazy life story. Thank you, Drew. You're a very handsome man, I Thanks. have to say. And thanks you for having me on. I've enjoyed it. And um, let's get some New Haven pizza too while we're at it. Sounds good. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Crev Talk, sponsored by Domino's Pizza. Catch another episode next week. Thanks for listening.